Welcome to Tales for Teaching, a podcast where we explore stories with purpose in higher education. We'll share expert insights, engaging interviews, and thought-provoking discussions that will inspire your teaching. On behalf of Deakin University, I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the unceded lands and waterways on which you were located. I acknowledge the Wadawurrung people of the Kulin Nation as the traditional owners on which this podcast was recorded, and I pay my respects to elders past, present and future. My name is Joan Sutherland, and this is Tales for Teaching, brought to you by Deakin Learning Futures. Hello and welcome. Today I have the pleasure of chatting with Josh Kalinch, a computer science student here at Deakin University, about the role of students shaping the generative AI landscape for higher education and also the ways in which this partnership can play a pivotal role in fostering a sense of belonging in higher education. Welcome, Josh. Thanks for joining me. No worries. Thanks so much for having me, Joan. No worries. Well, to get started, can you just introduce yourself for me? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, as you mentioned, my name's uh, Josh Kalinch, and I am studying a Bachelor of Computer Science at Deakin, and I'm currently in my uh, third year of study. Um, so I've always been like, super into artificial intelligence yeah. and everything. Yes. Um, For a long time, by the sounds of it. Yeah, a massive nerd. So I grew up <laughs> reading like sci-fi novels and stuff. Fabulous. Yeah. Well, that's great. So Josh, you, um, how we actually met is you you put your hand up to be part of the student advisory group for generative AI. And I actually saw an expression of interest from students who'd be interested in sharing their perspectives of generative AI with our technology partners. And you were the first to respond, which was fabulous. So tell me, Josh, just to get started, how was that experience for you? Uh, It was really interesting. I didn't really know what to expect going into it. Yeah. But I was just uh, really excited. Adobe is like a big um, company that I've always kind of looked up to. Yeah. And I, I know they're doing like a lot of really interesting things with generative AI at the moment, mm-hmm. um, as all companies sort of have. Yeah. Uh, well, it's taken a world do. onto itself, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. If you're not doing something with it, you're not even on the map anymore. <laughs> it feels that way, doesn't it? Yeah. So absolutely. can you um, discuss your interest around generative AI? Yeah. So as I mentioned, it started from a super young age. Um, I sort of, my dad introduced me to, um, all those like Isaac Asimov and Douglas Adams. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're yeah, just getting into like AI and, uh, robots mm-hmm. and, uh, things along that sort of line. And, you know, I guess I was always sort of a bit of a weird kid. So I thought I might be like an alien or robot too. Ah. So I just always kind of, uh, it just resonated with me. It was like really interesting. Yeah. And what do you think, um, what role does generative AI do you think plays in higher education? Uh, that's a really difficult question, I think. And that's one of the things, I mean, that's really the main thing we were talking about, um, at mm-hmm. the, uh, round table. I think educators have no idea how much students are using chat GPT mm-hmm. and I'm not sure how like prolific the use of it actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, for me personally, I know I've never submitted anything, um, that was written by chat GPT, except for mm-hmm. one thing actually that I submitted last night, which, mm-hmm. uh, but that was the point of it was to have like an AI generated right. um, section. Yep. So, so it's a, for me, it's a really good um, tool for like brainstorming. And I know I heard a lot of other people saying the same thing at the, uh, the round table, that a lot of students are using it sort of to just uh, get something on paper, mm-hmm. or I suppose like just getting like a bit of paint on the canvas, basically, it just kind of breaks that um, ice a bit and gets, you know, things moving around on the page. So people were using it for like uh, just writing outlines, 
Mm. Or... So that's there were a number of uses discussed around how they use ChatGPT in particular. How do you think generative AI is transforming the landscape of higher education from a student's perspective, given that generative AI is bigger than ChatGPT? Well, within that um, open AI, there's a number of different tools. Uh, there's image generators, uh, there's text generators, video generators, everything. So how do you believe it's transforming the higher education landscape? Yeah, absolutely. It's making people able to just move a lot faster. I think it lets people like brainstorm a lot faster. Mm -hmm. um, like speaking of the other tools, like I have used Dali just to quickly um, throw together things for like a PowerPoint presentation. Mm -hmm. I said, like, oh, well, I need a little bit of artwork to kind of represent this thing. I'll just ask, you know, Dali, can it come up with something? I think it's a lot easier for people to just move really quickly, mm. uh, try things out without having to um, really commit to something. You yeah. just think, oh, well, this idea kind of worked. Let me just like throw some things in. So um, hopefully it's making people a bit more adaptable in that way. Iteration process mm. thing. And I see that with a lot of people um, when I've been um, doing like the uh, peer support stuff and helping other students, it was really that sort of iteration of them like trying things and not quite working and then trying again. And that could be really slow for them. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed this trimester, people, no, no one seems to need as much help anymore for some reason. <laughs> or if they did, you know, they're really rapidly moving yeah. along and it's really yeah. interesting to see. So do you think um, from higher education perspective, critical thinking is becoming more um, of a need to be taught in the sense of, you know, teaching you to question, to analyze, to interpret, evaluate and judge? Because one of the things you mentioned was around, you know, um, students trialing it, but not using it for their own. But that critical thinking piece is something that we've talked a lot about. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. It's something mm. that I think needs to be focused even more. Mm. Um, and it's one of these things, as we get tools that can do things for us, the last kind of um, thing that we have to rely on is our critical thinking skills. To mm. think about, okay, is this actually helping me? Uh, yes. you know, what am I actually doing? So mm -hmm. I think, it, yeah, now more than ever, it's really uh, becoming more important and it needs to be sort of a thought, um, rethought from the ground up a mm. bit. Yeah. It's something that um, I think everyone's grappling with and just at an individual level, community level, an education level and a global scale um, as well. Yeah, so absolutely. we went through a, an opportunity that was provided by Adobe. Uh, how was the experience being invited and take part off such a workshop like the roundtable where your thoughts and your views were expressed um, directly to a, a deacon partner? Um, yeah, it was like a really fascinating experience. I think um, as much as like Adobe is one of these like big companies that you sort of, you know, loom really large. So it's mm -hmm. a little bit nerve wracking, but it was fascinating to get the really different uh, range of perspectives. You know, there were people from different universities there and lots of different faculties and really there are only a couple of um, sort of IT focused ones there. Mm -hmm. And it, it's really easy to get into your echo chamber of you know, the people in IT, we you know, tend to understand these sort of tools a little bit more, understand the limitations and how to you know, kind of take advantage of them. Mm. You know, they're tools that are getting used by everyone and people have really different views, um, you know, especially with some of these tools like, um, like the image editing ones and stuff. So mm -hmm. it was, yeah, it was really great to hear of other, um, students experience or other educators experience mm -hmm. of how you know they're using it or how they see their students using it it is always great to look outside and hear what other people are experiencing and how they're impacted one of the things you just mentioned was getting out of you you often are in your own echo chamber 
Yeah. How do you as an individual um, get out of that space? Uh, I think it's a really tricky thing to do because it's such a comfortable space to be in. Mm. Uh, but it really is just about trying new things and reaching out and having an open mind, mm. uh, which sounds really cliche and easy to say. But no. I think the thing is, it's like you need to be really self-reflective and think, okay, um, am I in my bubble? Mm-hmm. Am I you know, actually um, really taking the time to consider other people's uh, points of views and yeah. like, realize that they are valid no matter mm. where they're coming from? So yes. Not everyone should have to know how ChatGPT works. They shouldn't <laughs> know what it's doing. Like That's fine. <laughs> know that it's a large language model underpinning it and how that actually works behind the scenes. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like that's not necessary. Like it's a tool, like people don't know what goes yeah. in there on in their word processor. They type and there's words yeah. and that's fine. Um, so yeah, and, and it really does affect people in different ways. Yeah. And I think that's a great perspective to have that the value that someone adds just because it's different, it's different. It doesn't make, make it invalid. It's totally valid because it's their perspective, but how that can shape what you're doing and things that you maybe haven't considered. Yeah, mm. of course. So being invited to the roundtable uh, that you were and being part of the discussion and it was really well received and thank you for your time. Does it increase your sense of connection to Deakin University? Um, yeah, absolutely. I yeah. think it was one of the things I noticed uh, being there is some um, students kind of talking about how they they just really weren't sure what they could do. They weren't sure what their university's um, policies on anything were, and they were they were kind of afraid, too afraid to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, uh, you know, just being part of the advisory group and knowing that Deacon is, you know, actually looking at what students are doing, how they're using the tools and how to shape policy informed on um by the students' experiences. Mm. Uh, that was really great. And it yeah, really made me feel, um, I don't know, you kind of uh, listened to and like there was like an actual dialogue going on at Deakin. Yeah. So yeah, that felt really, really great to be a part of. I'm so enthusiastic. I'm so excited to hear that you felt that dialogue. And I know on the day when someone was saying they didn't feel a certain way, you said, I actually don't feel that way, you know, and that you, that dialogue that you feel like you're a part of. So that's really good that you've put your hand up to be part of these groups to contribute as well because it is your time and your thoughts and your process so we thank you for that because it all goes a long way to inform policies and procedures as well but also just the ways we interact and increase community and sense of connection yeah absolutely just like having that dialogue open and that back and forth Mm -hmm. it's yeah really important so as a student what opportunities do you believe there are for students to get more involved in their university community um well I think uh, one of the things is uh, looking for opportunities like that, seeing if there are, you know, the Deacon advisory groups are amazing, but mm-hmm. there's things you can do outside of things like that. Like uh, most universities are going to have uh, clubs and things like that that you can join mm-hmm. or just um, voicing your opinion, you know, going and like talking about it and having those discussions and not being afraid to, you know, go and like ask questions and just like share your thoughts and opinions. Really it is that a challenging be. one that though sharing the thoughts and opinions is there something that you've done because sometimes when we keep it to ourselves it's a lot easier and as you said before that echo chamber is that safe space you feel comfortable in it whereas when you're echoing your or you're saying your perspective or your belief system or your value set it can be challenging to get get that across or have the confidence to do that is there any strategies that you've used to be able to feel confident to do that um I'm not sure really. I think I get so excited about really the topic that I sort of can't shut up. Yeah. So um, for me in that way, you know, I just, 
yeah, get really excited to share and talk about it. Yeah. You know, I think it's such an exciting uh, thing, an exciting period to be living through, you yeah. know, seeing all these changes that, you know, how could you not want to talk about it and, and discuss <laughs> it? Um, but I guess it's just, you know, accepting the your opinion and like your experience and thoughts are valid and your own. Other yep. people have different ones and that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, really not take anything too personally. Like no one knows what's going on. It's fine. <laughs> So it sounds like you're in the right field of computer science to be working with Gen AI. Uh, you're so excited to be talking about it and um, be part of it, I suppose, and this revolution that's happening and this uh, the impact of generative AI and what impact you can have on it too. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm so, so excited. Uh, it's changing so rapidly. Mm. Um, and I guess, you know, really, it hasn't been a big shakeup for a, a while. Um, mm. at least in my field, really like the yep. really last big one was kind of the iPhone. So yeah, it's really exciting to see it and just know, you know, I kind of liken it back to like the industrial revolution or the, the printing press a bit, mm. you know, people kind of heralded it as the end of days, but um, they're all tools and people will find ways to take advantage of them in the best ways, I think. So, you know, my hope is it just, you really frees up time for people to be more productive and do what they want to do. This is, you know, just sort of trudging through the busy work. Well, you've given some examples of how you use it in your life and your studies, I suppose, around the brainstorming and getting started and getting unstuck, I suppose. Yeah. Thank you for your time today, talking about Gen AI and also um, just about that sense of connection and how being a part of something and being invited to um, different Uh, partnerships like we have and different events where you can contribute and feel like your voice is heard is so critical for us and that's why we're here is to make sure that your view is imparted on our policies and procedures and our ways of doing things so I'd like to invite you for any lasting comments oh um I don't know I suppose it's all just yeah it's about education and understanding Mm. uh, really it's the thing it's about knowing your tools and you know what they can do and their limitations and yeah i suppose just listening and being open like things Mm. are going to change a lot and it's Mm. just being open-minded and yeah trying to adapt really and be flexible that's a great uh great lasting comments i should say josh especially that adapting it can be challenging but it is something that we can we've proven that we've done before and we can do it again it's just looking at ways in which it works for you. So look, I'd love to thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. And also your time coming to the round table to share your thoughts and your perspectives around generative AI and how it can shape um, products, but also um, process and education as a whole. Yeah, no, absolutely. It was so much fun. Thanks so much. I'm glad. See you. All right. Thanks. See ya.